2011, I had connected with Gary Vee, commented on my blog. I was a fan of him, fan of the content he was putting out. And um, I messaged him on Twitter because he followed me on Twitter for whatever reason. And I said to him, hey, Gary, my mom won't let me come to this book signing. I'm in 10th grade and she won't let me. What should I do? This is for the Thank You Economy, a second book. And he's like, dude, no problem. Let me call her. What's her number? So I send him my, my mom's number. He calls her on the spot and leaves this voicemail, which I wish we still had to this day because, because <laughs> oh it would have been goodness. epic. And I made it my profile picture on Facebook and said, the present and future of American business. Probably no one knew who Gary Vee was at the time in 2011, but that's what I believe. That was my truth. Welcome to this episode of Creators Are Brands. This is the show that discovers how storytellers are building brands online. In this episode, we talk to my friend, Danny Miranda. He is the host of the Danny Miranda Podcast, a top 1% podcast in the world where he interviews top creators, entrepreneurs, and thinkers. At the time of this recording, Danny published three podcasts a week for a year. So the obvious direction of this conversation was all about his process for making his show. We discuss how he started his show simply by having phone calls, how he gets and lands well-known guests, how he researches, how podcasting improves your communication skills. And we talk about the time Gary Vee called his mom and left a voicemail. It's an epic story, and we obviously discuss much, much more. Danny's enthusiasm is contagious. And if you're looking for an episode to amp you up to start putting your ideas into the world and connect with people through a podcast, this is the show for you. But first, a word from our sponsor, Lumano. Something we talk about a lot on this podcast is monetizing your content as a storyteller. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, Lumano. This is the platform that makes working with brands and getting paid easier so I can focus my time doing what I enjoy the most, creating content and connecting with you. You've heard me talk a lot about how we need to stop looking at brands as one-off transactions, rather seek to build a relationship with them. Well, the way you build a relationship is through effective communication. And Lumano has a collabs feature that simplifies the communication process with the brand you're working with. So imagine having email, Google Docs, Dropbox, and payments all in one place. So when it comes to expectations, deliverables, and timing, you can literally stay on the same page with the brand you're working with. So start treating your creator business like a professional and price what you deserve at Lumano.com. I love your your presence. You, uh, you can tell from a split second like your way of thinking on the world, and I'm like, cool. I want to have a conversation with this guy either way, whether it's recorded or not. Two, once you look into what you've created, you've put out three podco- podcasts a week for a year. <laughs> yes, like, sir. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here trying to maintain one one podcast a week, and you put out three podcasts a week four years straight and these aren't just like oh i'm interviewing my neighbor some random dude you're interviewing like legends out here like tom bill you ali Abdal, colin is samir nathan barry right like a uh, gary vanerchuk like 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 and you're a one are you a one-man show too one man one man all, right. all is building crazy dreams my man so i want to know i i this is what i, I want to go into like what would make this a win for me is that you know someone that's on the edge of you know kind of thinking about starting a podcast uh that they feel confident that they can start one <laughs> and with it, hearing the story and the creative process of someone that's able to maintain three episodes with with big personalities a week for a year <laughs> um, that they can start they can start today they can start next week and, and get the ball rolling on their creative process with their podcast so uh three three a week Let, let's start with the creative process like 
What does that look like? <laughs> like, bring me to the beginning of that. The beginning is going back, and I mean, this is July of 2020, and yeah. I am putting out on Twitter. This is before Twitter Spaces, and I'm saying, who wants to talk on the phone? Because I have this audience of people that I've created. To but I want to connect with them. I want to know them deeply. I want to understand what makes them tick. Why do they follow me? How do they find me? And what's going on in their life in this moment? Because yeah. it's not just the, having the platform is not just about me. It's about how can I connect with these people and learn more about them? This is what it's about. So I started having these phone calls and people kept saying to me over and over, that was the best phone call of my life. That was incredible. <laughs> oh my God, dude, your energy. It's crazy. What's going on? And I'm sitting here like, yo, I probably should record these, right? Because like, this is doing a disservice to the world. If I'm, and this person is having an amazing time, but the world should be able to hear them too. So I said, okay, let me, let me press record on these and let's just go. Let's set the treadmill at a high speed of three times a week and just go over and over and over and over again. And it's like, can I do it for one week? Yes. So can I do it for 52? Yes. It, and, and just keeping that same process and energy and having the process, the joy for the conversation being everything, what it started around, not trying to be someone, but trying to enjoy what is. And it's Yo. been amazing, man. The most growth of my entire life because of the conversations, the best experiences, the things that I couldn't have even predicted when I started have begun and done. And it's just, it's wild to me. And I'm just so grateful for it and for this medium of podcasting. Dude, it is an incredible medium. Um, you you talked about like the networking uh, uh uh like the feature that this pot is built into a podcast like you reach out to someone you say hey i want to like talk about you and your story and then i'm going to promote you and your story you know most people it's a no-brainer especially if you have a good brand that you build but like you have to start somewhere so i'm i'm trying to figure out like that first month when you're starting or like pick any month like are you recording the next month in advance or is it like you're recording on sunday and then that podcast is going up monday like what does the actual recording to publishing process look like yeah so today it's different it's kind of different from when i started but yeah when i started it was okay i'm going to set a launch date for myself of september 23rd and i'm going to start recording let's say on august 23rd and i thought i was just going to do one a week and that's completely fine but then I started to have so many of the conversations that I said, yo, I have 20 episodes in the backlog right now. It's kind of rude to this person, the 20th person. If I'm going to record and publish this 20 weeks from now, they might be a different person entirely. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm going to start, I'm going to have to publish more than just one a week. And so I was like, all right, let's do three a week. And I figured the more I put out, the more connections that will occur, the more compounding and the better I'll get at the craft. And so- yep. It's really just been a, an incredible process of just putting my stuff out there, doing it over and over and over again. Okay. So, uh, and, and then from the outside looking in, uh, you know, someone says, oh, the podcast is just, it's just someone talking to someone else, but there's much more to it, right? It's the reaching <laughs> out to the guest. It's the uh, research on the guest. It's the, the timing, setting up the dates. Like you're setting up multiple podcast interviews a week. Like I'm curious. Are you, uh, let's talk about this, reaching out to guests. Uh, how, yeah. do, how, how would you say you get the majority of the guests on your show? I would say Twitter's probably the biggest source of guest sourcing. And yeah. that's just because Twitter has this weird 
thing where people check their DMs and people, anyone can insert themselves into any conversation on Twitter and be heard better than on Instagram or TikTok, right? That's yeah. like a, a really important you can be piece. Seen on, you can be seen on Twitter for sure. Exactly. And the fact that if people check their messages, I, I was actually thinking about Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss, I was listening to a podcast with him yesterday or two days ago about how he gets most of his guests. He's like, I contacted Ben Stiller through Twitter and I've gotten most of my, the crazy people that are very difficult to reach through Twitter. So Twitter is the platform that I felt most comfortable with to begin with. And it makes sense that I've had such an incredible time booking and getting guests through Twitter because Twitter is that platform that makes it accessible. Yeah. And, and honestly, the, like at the beginning, it's a little it's it's a little more difficult because you have to like sell people on the vision but once you have the product and once you're in flow it's very easy for people like once you ask them they click your profile and they can see what your brand is all about and like they see you have legitimate names they see that you're a good dude with good intentions so it's kind of a no-brainer so when you ask them do you is it an outright ask is it like Hey, would you would you want to come on my podcast? Like, how are you kind of making the the cold open and, and quote unquote sale in the in the DM? Yeah, I would say it depends on whether I've had some connection with the person before. Yeah. Let's say I've never spoke to a person and the person doesn't know who I am. It is a quick, short message that lets people know, hey, this is who I am. This is my podcast. And it's a top 1% podcast in the world. These are a few guests who have come on before. And would you like to be, would you be interested in coming on? And that's my pitch. And, but before then, what I sold them on, I, this is what I'd say to someone just starting out, record a video of yourself to that person and make your message brief and short and let them know about how that person has impacted your life directly with a real compliment or a real truth. And because the video message, someone might not be able to just say like, I'm not going to listen to that. I'm not, I, whatever, I'm going to ignore that. But because it's you, they see you, they see your energy. They're like, okay, I know this is a legit guy. Like I know he took the time out of his day to record this message. As you say, put the camera to your face mm-hmm. and let people know that you are a human being. And that increases conversion rates on my podcast when I don't know the person. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I do that. I do that video and I do a uh, voice notes on Instagram and it's like, I, I don't even, I'm trying to think like, as you were talking, I was like, how did you, like, how did I even ask you to get on the podcast? I don't even know. Like, cause at, the, at this point it, it just, you develop relationships with other people that create content and yeah. in the DM, we're just kind of helping each other back and forth, sharing links or whatever. And then I think casually, I was just like, yeah, Yo, you want to be on my show? You know, it's like, uh, I, I, I don't even, I can't even think right now. Like if I were to like say, what's the tactic, I'll just like be a good person and make, and make content that, that shows your way of thinking. And I think it gets easier as you do it more and true more connections, more people trust you more. Everything leads to easier. It's easier to get connections. It's easier to get guests. One guest will say, oh, I know this great person. You should. And it's like a never ending process. But in the beginning, it's the hardest it'll ever be. So really make sure when you're starting out, if this is what you're going to do to get that ball rolling. Yo, that's the that's the craziest concept around podcasting. I like so it's just so you know, one, 
I, w- <laughs> I think I changed what my win is by the end of this episode. I think my win would be to learn how to make this podcast a 1% podcast in the world. <laughs> I want to I want to I want to be in your ranks, man. So what what does 1% podcast in the world mean? Is that like the amount of listens, the uh the amount of putting out or is that it, like yeah, give give me some intel on that. So I go to listennotes.com and I just yep. search my podcast and it seems to be pretty accurate if I test my own podcast versus other podcasts and it'll give you a ranking for what it is. And it's been cool to watch that climb and to I put out on Twitter when I saw it was like a top 3% podcast. And then, you know, a couple of months later it was a top 2%. And I guess it's based on listens, but I don't know how so, they do it, but it, it's cool. So listennotes.com. Yeah. You could check yours out right now. It might oh, yeah, even be yeah, yeah. a 1% podcast. Nah, already. nah, 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 nah. Don't expose me right now, bro. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll check it out though. You know, it, it well, I'll definitely check it out, and it'll be a fun goal to like talk, to talk about that uh, in like the introduction and and like like why we're having this 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 conversation that is basically a, a consultation. I talked about that. Like it's funny, like it's a format one. You're networking, but you get to like get these like consultations from some of the biggest personalities in the world. Like you, like bro, I got a question. Interviewing like someone like Tom Bilyeu, right? Yeah, it's your boy. Like for me, for me that like I'm. Like I would be, I, that would be nerve wracking. Like, cause, cause like, he, he, like he's a legend, right? Uh, so, so what you're would, a legend, bro. Yeah, yeah. I get. I listen. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But like, um, developing the questions around that. Like, talk about the process of developing the research and the questions around a, a podcast interview with someone like Tom Bilyeu. Yeah, and I, I think it really starts with believing that you are a legend and you belong yeah. in the conversation. And you've done the work personally, so you won't be overwhelmed by the moment. I think that's a really important piece because it's, it's easy to get nervous talking to someone you admire greatly. But do you understand that you are putting your pants on the same way they do? And really understanding and knowing yeah. that is really important one. Totally. But I want to get to the research piece. I had researched 125 times before talking to Tom Bilyeu for episode 126. I had yep. done the process. And what does the process look like? The process looks like Googling and going to the seventh page. The process looks like watching a random video from 2014. The process mm-hmm. looks like reaching out to the people closest to him and asking, what is Tom like? What does he do? What is, what's something that I could ask about? And I don't do that for every guest. And I maybe didn't even do that for Tom. But it's like once you do something 100 plus times, like research for a guest, you learn the best practices and something that took you or could have taken you hours can now just take you a couple hours, which is a cool feeling of like, wow, I'm getting better at this. I know how to do it. And th- you do it more, you get better at it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. And, and as a one man crew, that's, that's, it's impressive to be able to be that prepared for the interviews. I'm telling you, I went into interviews before and it's actually, it's probably not like I went into like multiple interviews where I've done no, I've done zero research that's, before. And, bro, that's and, okay too. Yeah. And, and, and I do think there's advantages to that. I don't think a lot of people could get away with that, but I, I really just, um, I'm like, wait, th- this could be, this is building that muscle of being able to learn on the fly to to you know navigate a conversation without like a safety belt <laughs> you know just just kind of go all in on this conversation and be fully present with this individual 
you really need to get your highlighter out if you're going to do that and highlight. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the and highlighting people, technique. Yeah. For people so who this, don't know what I'm talking about, they should check out bonus footage, baby, on TikTok. Tell me about – okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yo, I, I, you, so you, uh, actually, I'm not going to jump to TikTok because I know that's your next thing. Let's stay on the podcasting train right now. Okay. Okay, so um, talked about the, you know, working with Tom Bilyeu. Okay, I, what I want to know is the cadence that you're putting out stuff. Do you have a, like, so Tim Ferriss is known for batching recording. So he'll be like, all right, Tuesday or Thursday and Fridays I record every other day is not a podcast day and like he'll just stack content for months do you have any process like that or is it just like around other people's schedules I'm going to be available around other people's schedules maybe when I get to Tim Ferriss level I'll say you know what this is the, <laughs> this is the podcast in a week but right now I'm at the point where I'm a grinder I'm just that rookie I'm yeah, that yeah. rookie on the block who is trying to be the next big thing so yeah. what do you need to do? You need to be available 24-7. You need to do an interview at 3 a.m. if you have a guest that wants is in Europe and needs to book at that time. Like, yeah. I will do anything for these guests. I will go anywhere. I will be anywhere because I want it so bad, man. So bad. And no one could beat me because I got that energy. I have that I vision. See it. And, and it's just the truth. So, yeah, Bro. this is my thing. Bro, that that's the story of you connecting with Gary V in 2011 is mm -hmm. legendary. So my when he when he called and left a voicemail, did that allow you to end up being able to oh, actually tell the story outright? Tell the story outright before I, I give any spoilers away. Yeah, so 2011, I had a Knicks blog at the time, and I was a huge Gary V fan because I was trying to figure out how do I get these people from somewhere to my blog. And so the best way to do that, yeah, go which for it. is early in being a Gary V fan, like you were, oh. you were, you were way ahead of the train <laughs> to like be in, in the, the Gary V world. So that, that's impressive by itself, but keep going. Yeah. Well, if you think that was early in 2011, in 2009, I was probably the only 13 year old kid watching his wine show. And he commented <laughs> on my blog in 2009. Really? So, Yes. Dang. So, You've been in this thing. <laughs> so I've been in it and I've been tapped in and I've known always that I had this in me and knew yeah. that this was possible. And my journey has been a, a crazy journey of getting back to this place of realizing that I can actually do this. But yep. we'll, we'll get to that maybe. But 2011, I had connected with Gary Vee, commented on my blog. I was a fan of him, fan of the content he was putting out. And um, I messaged him on Twitter because he followed me on Twitter for whatever reason and I say to him hey Gary my mom won't let me come to this book signing I'm in 10th grade and she won't let me what should I do this is for the thank you economy a second book and he's like dude no problem let me call her what's her number so I send him my my mom's number he calls her on the spot and leaves this voicemail which I wish we still had to this day because because oh it would have been goodness. epic but um I ended up going to the book signing. We took a great picture together. You got to go. Together. Heck yeah. yeah. Go. You got that picture? Yeah. yeah, we got a picture together back in 2011. And I made it my profile picture on Facebook and said, the present and future of American business. Probably no one knew who Gary Vee was at the time in 2011, but that's what I believe. That was my truth. Bro, that's a legendary story. When you interviewed him and I saw his face, like he, he like immediately was like, 
you're him. Like he, like a light bulb. He probably has a lot of crazy interactions, but like as you said it, you could see him, like you know, kind of recalling that moment out loud. That was that. That's a that is a special. That's a special moment. So like you understood the world, and that, the book was the thank you economy, right? Is that mm-hmm. we said? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you were, you were early on, Gary, uh, and 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 now you're in this space, and you are um, the. the I want to reemphasize the three a week. Like, guys, if you're listening to this, like, like I'm making all these excuses to get one out a week. Yeah, like my man's got three up a week. So let's go back into this. The one thing that you talk about in this process was the improved communication skills. Yeah. Can you talk to me about that a little bit? Uh, about that as like an added side benefit of having a podcast. Yeah, it is crazy. If you listen to the first episode and listen to me today, speak with guests and communicate with them, you will listen to a completely different person. And that makes me so excited because it shows that just by doing the work, you can improve in ways you didn't even expect to improve. Yeah. And it just, and what I looked at was I looked at Joe Rogan's first podcast. I looked at Tim Ferriss's first podcast, two people I really respect and admire. And I saw that those were different individuals than the, the individuals they're presenting seven and 11 years later. And it just excited me because I was like, wow, people can grow. People can change. People can improve if they do it over and over and over again. And so that has been the big takeaway. It's like, wow, I can better bring a thought from my mind into the world today than I could a year ago. And if I keep doing this, my interview skills, my communication skills, my ability to bring thoughts to life will continue to improve because I'm willing to go to the gym and the gym is the interview studio. My man, dude, I'm, I'm clipping that. I'm gonna tell you that right now, but it, it really is, man. And it's such a fun format. Like, you know, whenever I finish a podcast, I'm energized. I'm, I'm stoked. I'm like, I want to do that again. It's such a, it's such a neat format because it, it works for long form. It works for short form. It connects you with people. It makes you a better communicator. Uh, the the communication process too. You know, uh, Naval talks about this, and there's two elements of of, of Naval Naval's ideas that I want to highlight from what you just said. One is you talked about um, starting, and you looked at uh, Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss's early stuff. the The mind blowing thing is once you realize, right? So as this po- podcast begins continues to build it actually gets easier to make but (laughs) you make more money and you have more reach and more connection as a process so like the the heavy lifting is at the beginning when you're learning all of this stuff and it's messy but like once you get to the 100th episode like joe rogan is working less now on his podcast than he did at the beginning because he has more of a team he is you know but he's making way more money and has way more reach of it that is a wild concept once you once you understand that and then two, and then I'll, you can ha- you can comment on. Uh, what was the second one? Naval, Naval. Oh, uh, communication. Uh, the, like the two things you can learn to sell and learn to build. And what, right now you're doing both. I think what's so powerful is what do we do in every interaction? We speak to people. What am I practicing? I'm speaking to people. I'm spra- practicing that art. So it's like every time I communicate with someone, I am getting better and better. And I've been, so someone said to me like, you know, how many years have you been podcasting? And I said, well, I've been doing, I've been talking since I was five. So (laughs) I've been doing it for 20 years. And that's how I reframe it 
to think about it just as a conversation. And it's like, I've, I've been doing this for so long. Like people say, how do you do three a week? I'm saying, do you have three conversations a week? Yeah. Okay. Well I record them. So what's the big deal? And that's how you reframe a heavy workload into something that's manageable into something that you can do because one, I enjoy talking to people. I love the process of it Two, I'm getting better. And three, it's just a, a wonderful experience to grow and gain experience and gain knowledge. So yeah, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful for the podcast. It's the greatest thing I've ever done. Yeah, bro. I love it. Uh, and I think that, you know, that person that's thinking about starting a podcast, they're probably, uh, you know, signing up to anchor or Riverside <laughs> right now and trying to figure out how to make this happen. Uh, and, and a lot on this show, I don't like to totally go into like tactics and tools. I like to do more of like the mindset stuff. And, and that's what we're on right now. You can figure out all the tactics and tools like not like, but like you can really do it with minimal stuff. You don't need the camera I have. You don't need the mics we have. You can use your, your phone. You can use just just your FaceTime or just the, the camera on your computer to start having these conversations. And it doesn't have to be with a guest. You can start like, yo, these are my 15-minute ramblings on um, mountain bikes every single week. If you want a mountain biking <laughs> podcast, right? Like it makes it so accessible to just put these ideas out there. I want to talk about what you've learned. What are specific things in these conversations that you like sort of frameworks for thinking about how you ask questions uh, and, and how, how to carry these conversations? I would say the biggest thing has been peace and presence. And what I mean by that is the ability to be okay with whatever happens. There was yeah, it's powerful, it, right? I love it. It's, it's like, and the way I practice this is by meditating and by sitting yep. with my thoughts and watching the thoughts and seeing them go all over the place and going through a one minute session and then seeing at the end, I'm wow, this, I feel clear headed. I feel better. I feel peaceful. And so there are times when I was first getting started where I'm like, oh my God, I'm nervous. I gotta, I gotta interject here. I gotta do this. I gotta, but if I just let it be. And don't let it be anything. Don't care about it being anything. And just bringing my full attention to the process. That is the best framework I've found for conversations. The best framework I've found for life is try to be as peaceful and, and present as possible and surrender to the experience of what is. And guess what? This works not just for conversations. This works for every single moment of your day. Can you just be and surrender to what is? And if you can... Life, magical things happen, and it is an incredible, incredible experience. And then you just interviewed James Altucher, and I, I, I actually pulled a tip from him. I don't know where he talked about this, but uh, it, he said that he, he listens to stand-up comedy for five minutes before his podcast. And I do that. Like I'll, I'll listen to some, some stand-up comedy or I'll go for like a walk while listening to it. And it just loosens you up. It, it, it like yeah. releases the tension, but also like they communicate in such like a, you know, a light matter of fact style where it's just like, okay, like, yeah, that, that's, that should be the tone of the conversation. Are there any things like that? So for me, it's any way I could tap into that presence, whether that's five minutes of box breathing right before a podcast Ooh. or interview. That's What's a good one, breathing? right? Box breathing is in for four, inhale for four seconds, hold for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, and then rest for four seconds. And doing that over and over and over again for a four minute or eight minute or 10 minute, whatever it is that you set. And so that's just a really great way to get present really quickly. 
And so that's one way I do it. Another way I, I do it is to listen to Big Sean right before, which was I uh, doing right before. My like, man. Gr- great music. Got me hyped. I was like, wow, I'm ready. Dude. Another way I do it is to listen to somebody or a podcast that gets me hyped. I listen to you talk about your journey and your story. And I listen to sources and energy sources or tap into myself. Either one. Yep. So I told you before that I, I, I screenshotted a bunch of your tweets and oh, I did so this with excited. another guest. I did this with another guest, uh, Zach Conovar of, uh, of Yes Theory and Cheeky Boyos. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. And I did this because like, I feel like I'm like, why, why don't people use this strategy? Uh, it's just a great way because tweets are basically the tip of the iceberg of your thinking. And I kind of want to do a – not rap – we're not going to say rapid fire. I want you to respond as if – it's a it's a tweet reply to your own tweet, <laughs> you know, like kind of giving it more context, right? Love that. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, what is it? Two hundred and fifty characters now. It's something like that. Uh, and if you go over, I, you know, I won't ring the buzzer on you. You can go as long as you want. Um, but I'm going because this the first one kind of parlays nicely into what you were just talking about. Are you ready? Uh, of course, baby. Let's go. All right, Danny Miranda tweets at Hey Man. At hey man, at hey Danny Miranda on Twitter, the money I make from NFTs is going directly back into growing the podcast. Steam face. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that one. It is a never-ending cycle of growing the podcast. So, what is the first thing I do after I make a decent amount of money on NFTs? Okay, let's hire some clips. I know the clips for the podcast is something that I'm not good at, that I know that some people can execute on really well. And it just so happens that I'm friends with a couple of people who are great at clips. So I hired this team of two guys who are incredible to start doing clips for me. So that was the first investment. Go for it. Who is it? Is it a... Can, can we name drop them? Yeah. Give them Grant, some love? Yeah. It's, it's Grant and Grant Talek and Mitch Kubik. And they do, uh, they're from Authentic IQ, I believe is the name of the company. And cool. they're beasts. Cool. If you want clips, go check out those clips. Uh, all right. The next one. The reason most people don't put out content is insecurity. Once you solve this piece, the world opens up for you. <laughs> This is talk to me about that. Yeah. I, I had a similar video to this one too. Tell tell me tell me how this shows up shows up in, in your content creation process. This video for you was about the behind the back basketball shots. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Great. I made another one. Yeah. That was in response to your video. Uh yeah, I actually made that, but like I've talked about this before that just like it's it's the mental thing. It's like they'll say it's resources. They'll say it's perfectionism. They'll say it's all these things. I'm I'm answering your stuff for you, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It, it's about understanding that if you love yourself, if you've already won before you've even put out any content, you can put out whatever you want. And this held me back for such a long time, man. I was so nervous about my college friends noticing me putting out content. And I was so nervous about people finding out that I was doing, but bro, what, what it was, I was insecure. I wasn't yep. whole myself. So of course, when someone came across it, I was upset. Now, when someone comes across my stuff, I'm excited. I want everyone I know to see my stuff. I'm ex- like, please, like, let's talk about it. Let's get into 
NFTs. You want to talk about NFTs? Great. You want to talk about mentality and how to become a, a higher performer? Amazing. Let's go into all of it. Let's talk about loving yourself. Bro, all these things have impacted me on such a deep level because I now am secure in who I am. So that is making the content that I put out. I just want to put out more. I want to put that love out into the world so more people see it. That's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. I'm going to I'm going to run up the next one. Having a network of people who like and respect you is the ultimate advantage. Bro, this conversation wouldn't have happened if I didn't have a network of people who liked and respected me. And I'm happy that you're in that network and I'm happy to be in your network of people. And it is something that you can control, right? You can control putting out content. You can control connecting with people and reaching out to one person every day who inspires you in some way. You can control that whether or not you have an audience of people online or not. You can literally send out a, a email to someone. Let's say you're not a creator, right? Very rare for someone listening to this podcast, but let's say you have a friend, <laughs> right? You have a friend who's like, I don't want to build an audience. Well, what field are they trying to get into? And can they email one person every day about that field telling them something about their work or a doctor talking? I mean, there's so many potentials for this and it's about the network. Next one, even running one mile changes your mental state. I wrote this tweet for myself today because I was sitting on the couch and I was like, yo, I have an interview coming up in the next couple of hours. I should probably do something physical before. So I'm in a higher energy state and better able mm -hmm. to attack the conversation. So I said, let me tweet this out. And guess what happens after you tweet something out and make it part of your identity? You then do it because I'm not going to tweet that out and then not run. So it was a tweet for myself. And so thanks, Danny, before for doing that. Thanks, thanks, Danny, a couple minutes ago. Bro, it's such a game changer, man. Like, like even if you're someone that doesn't want to run, like a yeah. walk, a 30-minute exactly. walk. Take exactly. off your shoes, walk through a field, get some of that Earth's energy, baby. Like, like get the because you get the sun, you get the good oxygen. You're not sitting inside. You get you you get the movement. You get the BDNF connecting the left and right hemisphere of your brain. Like, like it, it's like legitimately. You know, I had a funny concept um, a couple of years ago. Uh, I wanted to do a commercial. You know how like uh, there's like commercials for like health products and like you got to buy things or like supplements and like it talks about all of the all of the pros of like what this can do for you. Uh, and I wanted to do sort of a parody on that. But then like at the end, you realize it's just selling you on walking, like going on going <laughs> on a 20 minute walk, like does all of these things that people are trying to get in like, you know, a pill or a package or, you know, some other form. Like just get outside and move, baby. Start with the walk and then run just like Danny talked about. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And it's like these things are available to us in every moment. And it's like water, drink water, walk. Like the, the simple things are the things the that are always – the things that cost nothing are the things that are the most beneficial. Walking, meditating, like all this stuff. Yo, yo you, so. know, I, you know, I was actually talking to my wife about this. I was saying the reason those things aren't in the forefront of our minds is because no one – can it, it, or it's rare that anyone can put a price tag on that yeah. so if something if you can't sell something then there's no 
product with marketing behind it, with yeah. infrastructure that is getting these images in front of us. So that's why people don't value it because they're like, they don't see it every single day. So I was yeah. like, there's gotta be something like, I mean, and you're seeing it with meditation. They're, they're able to start packaging it now. Like, uh, but like you're just being able to package, like going for a walk, like no one makes money off of that. So why would you see that message a lot? Like you just don't. Such a good point. <laughs> yeah. Yo, so so the next one, the next tweet here, uh, if if we do this tweet right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a clip out of this tweet. So it's a lot okay. of pressure, pressure. <laughs> because I think this tweet could benefit a, a friend of ours, a mutual guest uh, on our show that, that is like kind of just a, a legend in the space. I talked about him earlier. So this tweet is about is about uh, something that he just created. This is a Danny Miranda tweet. Just bought five copies of Stop Asking Questions by Andrew Warner. Reply to this why I should send you one. My man, they're right there. They just they're came right in the there. mail. Let's get it. Why, why, why would you buy five of those? Why is it important for you to fi buy five of them and then pay it forward and give it to more people? Yeah, man. When I was doing research for his conversation with me, I said to myself, oh, my God, this book was written for me. This is my this is a book that could have said to Danny Miranda signed Andrew Warner like it was that personal it felt like so I just wanted to pay that forward to someone who was also interviewing and on that quest and I got five people to respond to that who sent me their address and I'll be sending those off very very shortly because it's such an important book because asking questions is at the center of our lives man it's at the center of every interaction we have. And if we're present to the moment, it's can we make the most out of every moment? That's what asking questions is about. That's what the book yep. Stop Asking Questions is about. Is, is just about being there with someone. So I think it's an important book and want more people to check it out. And who else to learn from is the better to teach us that is, is Andrew Warner. And so here's the deal. If you're listening to this, this episode at this point, I need you to do me a favor. I'm going to have you write a comment on on Danny's Instagram. What's your Instagram? At Hey Danny Miranda, baby. At, at Hey Danny Miranda. You have to write. Um, uh, uh, this is good. Man, this sweet tea tastes nice. Write <laughs> 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 that on Danny Miranda's Instagram page, right? Uh, and then Danny, when you see that, when you see that, I will buy, I will, you screenshot that, send it to me. I will buy the, the first person that does that, a, a, uh, this book. And if not, I'll just send them an Amazon card that can cover the book. If it, if they, it doesn't ship to their place, they can get it on Kindle. Um, but Perfect. yeah, what, what did I say? Hey, Hey, this sweet, sweet tea tastes nice. <laughs> I think that was it. Yeah. 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 Do that. Dude, I, I like to put a little of those Easter eggs in there, you know, you know, have it make, make it fun. Um, uh, all right. Let's hit the next one. After a certain point, your consistency alone becomes impressive. For example, some people will stumble across the podcast and say, wow, you've done 150 episodes. Yup. We intuitively, uh, intuitively understand it's challenging to do something three times a week for over a year. This is, this is a long one. Hang, hang with me. It means you believe in your vision. It means you are willing to do the work. It means you are willing to keep going when others might not get it. Yo, that's a crazy phase to be in too. But don't just try to record 150 episodes in one year. Just record one podcast today and then do it over and over again. Not a tweet about podcasting. 
<laughs> I love yeah, it, bro. It applies Yo, that, to everything. Dude, dude, the not get it phase. Dude, no one, like, even if you try to explain it, people, like, you see the vision, right? It, like, mm-hmm. other people, like, they're not going to fully see it. Like, the best way to show it, the best way to, to tell them is to show it and just yep. do the dang work. Yeah, bro. It's real. And it's just like, it's completely in your control. It's completely in your control to put out a podcast, to to record any episode. It's completely in your control to go to the gym. It's completely in your control to meditate and do it over and over and over again. Do you have the fortitude and consistency that even when you might not feel like doing it on any given day, do you have that to keep going and to just put one foot in front of the other? It is something that I wish I understood earlier, but so grateful to understand today that it's literally just about saying, okay, can I do it today? And if the answer is yes, just keep going, keep going, keep going. Here's a, here's a quick question. Have you, uh, I meant to ask this earlier, have you monetized the podcast at all or no sponsors? Nothing. I want to hold my breath as long as possible. And doing the NFT, you know, for the backstage pass one call a week will be the first monetization really. But I'm sure I really, you've gotten opportunities. I think about what Gary Vaynerchuk says of the person who wins is the one who holds their breath the longest. And that is about monetization. And that is about building trust. And that is about understanding that what I'm doing today will seem so small compared to what I'm doing in five years. If I just keep doing what I know I can do. And so I know this is the beginning of something magical and something huge. And I want to really fully immerse myself in the process in this moment, because the process is becoming better at my craft. And that's going to lead to outcomes 10 years from now that will be magical. I believe just personal opinion. People can doubt it, but there are no I'm with it. <laughs> boost I'm with camp it. Lock dunks, you know? I, I'm with it. And I was curious because I'm I'm actually talking to companies right now. This episode end up might end up being being sponsored. And Amazing. the reason the reason it's I've because I've went back and forth on it too. I've ha- I've had a couple of people reach out because it's a very specific uh target audience that I'm talking to in the show, so people want to be involved, especially tools for creators. Um but I was thinking about it, I was like in order to meet for to really help creators monetize and make money and build get money off of their ideas, I need to learn all of the different ways to do it myself. And this is True. an area where I've done like the freelancing. I've worked for a brand. Uh, you know, I, I've worked. I've I've created merch. I've sold d- digital products. Like this is an area that I haven't ventured into yet. So what I want to do is learn. Uh, like literally almost be like a journalist around it, like learn how to uh, I'm getting my own sponsorship so I can learn how to navigate these conversations to give out free content for people to learn how to navigate these conversations. I think that's amazing. And there's nothing against monetizing. And I, I don't, I don't have anything yeah. wrong with that. If the right opportunity came, I would jump on it in a second. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, you're going like, to have to call yo, yo, Tom boys a sell out. Yo, I'm not calling him. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. Not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. No, no. You know, you know, I did talk to, um, uh, Andrew Warner in my podcast, he talked about that, and I heard someone else, uh, I, 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 someone's course was talking about podcasts, and he was like, you know, like he was, I, I think he had a smaller podcast, but he was like, I, I started just, uh, I got like a sponsor for like, r- like really, like cheap, right? Uh, they didn't pay him much. He was like, but 
having a sponsor, people started reaching out and like it almost made it more legitimate in some people's eyes. Because yeah. like people kind of expect a sponsor on a podcast, so like, oh, he's getting sponsored, he must be a big deal, you know? <laughs> like, like you, you could, I mean, you could, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. The one thing that I was doing when I first had a podcast, I would say like. This podcast is sponsored by going on a 20-minute walk. Today, <laughs> when you can, go on a 20-minute walk. Like, you could start doing That's that. Like at, the be- at the beginning of yours, like, this, this podcast is sponsored by going for an hour jog or, or, yeah, or going for, you know, a 10-minute jog or something like yeah. that. Something that is, like, like f- obviously free. It's, just, it's more of, like, a joke and a play on the, the sponsorship thing in podcasts. I love that. That's so creative. You're, you're a yeah. visionary, Tom. Nah, nah, I'm not, dude. I just, I just talk a lot of crap, and every now and then one idea is okay. <laughs> uh, okay, all right, all right let, let's get into it. Uh, on the agenda today, going on a walk, editing five podcasts, what about you? Now, I, I'm going to give you a little more direction on this. Editing five podcasts in a day, because th- that's one, something I want to know about your process of editing. Are you kind of keeping these podcasts fairly raw, or like how, how in-depth is your editing process per show? Yeah, so it's fairly raw and it's only if someone is their connection lags out that I take it out and it's really just me adding intros and outros when I say editing it and just leveling everything out. Like that's pretty much what yeah. the and I do that through Auphonic for people who are familiar with Okay, podcasts. what's it called? What's it called? Auphonic A U P H O N I C. And you have a video component too. Yeah, the video component I just make sure the audio levels are are around the same, and then I publish it raw. The, the, I want it to be raw. Okay. Yeah, dude, I uh, I appreciate. I mean, mine's mostly raw too. Like it's the same thing. I only edit out if like if I feel like uh, yeah, if there was like anything lagging or you know the the guests might not be too like doesn't feel confident around the answers. Like I really want to make everyone look good. That's the only time though. I just do the. I I don't even do the outro. I, don't, I, I, just, I just hit the intro. I might start doing an outro. You, you recommend an outro or let people I mean, fly? Yeah. <laughs> I just like thanking the people at the end yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for taking the time to listen. I I'm think less that's... grateful. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. I, know, I, thank I, you for, I thank you anyone that listens to the end. <laughs> yeah, I just appreciate it and I want to just give my appreciation. You know, I think that's a nice thing. People be like, oh, thank you. Like, that's nice. I would appreciate it. So. But I don't expect Wait, it is another yeah, important point. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. A good thank you at the end is important. I, I'll start doing that. Thank you, Danny. Uh, all right, I got two more here. Two more tweets. Your ability to make connections will determine your future. Connections between people, connections between ideas, connections between stories. The better you get at connecting, the better your quality of life. Talk to me. Talk Bro, to me. Just look at how Big Sean is able to break down two ideas and make them connect with a rhyme. I'm just like mind blown. How crazy is that? And so that's pretty cool. But then it's also like I'm connecting with people by having these podcasts and really connecting deeply with them in each moment. But then it's like, okay, they're connecting me with someone else who I didn't know before. So now I have another connection in my network. As the network expands, more and more people come in. And as more and more people come in, more abundance, more craziness happens, more unexpected serendipity. So... Yo, bro, you know, it's funny because, I mean, I think you know a little bit of my backstory, um, but I worked in the music industry. And something that I realized, and it it kind of, I I mean, I think a lot of what, uh, a lot of the stuff I kind of 
I, I understood, but I didn't have like words to articulate it until I read Naval. Yes. And he talks about how you're compounding relationships and con compounding connections. And I and I was like, oh my gosh, that makes so. I'm getting the chills right now. Where I there's lit literal people that I remember seeing in the front row of a show in 2008 that are now the execs, like no no VP Whoa. of a of a publishing company. That like, tw like, but like, and she, and that person became a friend and there's multiple friends that are interns that like continue to like, and, and betting on people and, and betting on people that, that can think critically that are forward, you know, see the world in a, in a, in a different way, uh, that are like, have like kind of walk their own path that, uh, go out uh, and are bold about the content that they're putting into the world. Like those people, like I like, like now, like. Not strategically, but like seeing the results and being able to take what Naval talks about and like see it play out. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like there's certain people where I know like, yeah, in 10 years, like Danny's going to be crushing it. Like not selfishly, but like like it, it's like, uh, you know, it, it's good to know people like that. Right. <laughs> like it's just it's just good to know people that ha like want to want to are going somewhere. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a little rant. No, um, no, no. And on yeah, that yeah, point, yeah. identifying those people is a superpower. Identifying the people who talent, are, yeah, yeah, and potential, and the ability to execute on that potential, because that has been my skill, and I've had that skill for a long time, and I've honed that skill, but I haven't consciously done that. I had that skill when I was 13 years old, and said, "Hey, this is a post about Gary V, right?" And I was a 13 year old watching that wine show, and I'm like. There's something here about this guy. Dude, so what, how do you no, get better at identifying those people? Well, that's, a, that's an interesting thing because I do believe you're right that that is a skill. Most people don't have that because like even – like I think I, I'm someone that has that too. Like even you know you the, the artists that I work with, like there's certain people that even like before I'm like, oh. But like part of – like there, there's twofold. I think there's people that have that skill and then there's also people that are able to bring out people's potential. Yeah. And I think I'm trying to get like I, I, that's something that as a, the coach in me, the background in me, like I've been able to do. But someone that you know, even like Scooter Braun, he he's someone that I, that I worked with. There's a lot of other people like that are able to see potential in people, but then they're also able to help facilitate it. Whether it's through just on the surface being a friend and connecting them, or going into business with them. And so, how do you? How do you explain that skill? Like, because there's certain people that are like, you know, I don't even know if they'd realize like how much of an advantage that is. W what would we call that skill? The ability to notice talent or potential in someone else. Yeah. That is, that's the skill. And I, it I, seems you know, like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I love this conversation. I think that it's such an underrated aspect of everything I've done. I looked at someone like Dickie Bush and had him on the 20 something episode. I had That's him on early. my pocket. It was episode number 20. Now he has a company that is incredible, has helped thousands of people, right? And I saw potential in him, right? So I don't know. I didn't do anything. I didn't say, like, I'm going to build this skill of figuring out potential in people. I just saw his tweets, how he was going about things, his energy, his optimism, his, his the way he was. And I was like, there's something here for this kid. And so I think it's going to be cool for someone to look back in 10 years and say, wow, Tom and Danny had a conversation together or wow, 
Danny and Dickie had a conversation. Like, that's going to blow people's yeah. minds. You know what I mean? And the point is that I've, I have this skill and I'm so grateful for it, but I, I don't know how to teach it to other people of like, this is how you yeah. identify talent. And, and, the, and, the, and the thing I wanted to comment on before I really interrupted you was, was uh, the, the, I think the point, I think the thing that I see in, in people that have that skill is this tremendous amount of curiosity. Yeah. Like you see someone and you're like Dickie like you, you like you see like a little bit about like what Dickie's doing and then like it just piques your curiosity and then like you kind of like I become this like almost like journalist in a sense and be like oh yeah. like what's here there's more here and you you start peeling back layers and then you start to like uncover the the talent because you're interested and you're curious. That's a really good point. The more curious you are, the better you are at identifying talent. The reason why I was good at 13 was because I was really curious as a 13 year old. I lost that throughout my life because I got into partying and I got into, you know, like not being secure in myself and not being curious and not being interested in others. But it's like the more interested in others and the more secure you are in yourself, the more you're going to find that. And the more empathetic you are, the better at that skill you will be as well. So it's like empathy, optimism, curiosity, and and just security in self, the better, the more you'll see potential in others. Yo, security in self. Yes. Bro, I, I, I'm going to comment on that. Uh, you find that some of the most uh, critical people the, uh, are also the most insecure. Mm. Um, and I think if you're being insecure and being judgmental, you put a guard up to let out your curiosity and say, oh, what's great about Dickie Bush? What's great about this person? Some yeah. people are looking at it out of the lens of like, what do they have that I don't? Because, yeah. and that means I'm less. Where like when you're secure with yourself, you're just looking for what's great in other people. That's such a good point. That is such a good point because your initial reaction is to say yes instead of saying no. Yes and instead yes. of no but. And so when you say yes and, it's like that person could have flaws or that person could be doing something's wrong. But your initial reaction when meeting someone new is to say, yes, I trust you. And that allows them to make mistakes, but then that not to be the, the thing that says, okay, I'm never talking to this person again or that person's dumb or that person's stupid. No, you're saying yes to people. You're saying, I see you and I'm appreciative and that's how I'm going to start the interaction. And people really appreciate that. Yo, man, I love this conversation so much. It, you know, I'm, I, honestly, I'm, I'm getting pumped up. I, I, like, this is why I have this show. And I'm looking at someone right now that li literally just you took your brand, your destiny, your ideas into your own hands. Yes. Where within a year, you've put out three episodes a week. That's, for most people, that's three years of podcasts. But as a solo independent creator you're not like a me like you are a media making machine but you don't have a media team you know like you're just doing this stuff with your own ideas and your own resources man i commend you like this is so rad i'm so stoked that people get to hear this convo i'm, I'm gonna i got one more tweet i got one more tweet for you to touch on uh and and i don't i i feel a little um what's the word I, I, uh, I feel a little uh, – this, this one's going to help my ego a little bit because it's a tweet about me. <laughs> um, but you tweeted, 
bullish on Boyder Yo, and that's that's my Twitter handle. Bullish on Boyder Yo. Talk to me about that one. My <laughs> reply to this is that this tweet happened before I even listened to your story. And so the reason why is because I identified the talent within you and the ability to communicate ideas in an incredible way through short form content. I first found out about you and got on you with Instagram and Twitter, Instagram and TikTok rather. And I saw these and I was hooked and I kept watching and I kept watching and I kept watching. I'm like, yo, this guy is good. This guy is not just good. He's great. And he is someone who the world is the entire world is going to know about real, real soon, maybe 10 years from now, but it doesn't matter in the next 10 years. And for that reason, I tweeted bullish on Boyder Yo. And guess what? I think like three people or whatever. I don't know how many people liked it, but it wasn't a lot of people. And I am so excited for people to go back <laughs> to that tweet. And someone's going to pull that tweet up in 10 years and be like, that tweet's going to have a thousand likes because people are going to realize the talent and they might realize it in 10 years. They might realize it in five. They might realize it tomorrow. But I guarantee the world will know the name Tom Boyd. Yo, bro, bro, man, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, yo, I'm, I'm thinking as you're saying that, I'm like, yo, I might make this like, like that could just be the the narration of my podcast trailer. <laughs> I'll just run that thing. I'll run that thing. Uh, nah, dude. Honestly, uh, that that's such a, a high compliment coming from a, a fellow creator, someone that I admire. Uh, I'm bullish on what you are doing. I believe in it. If there's any way that I can help the process, like let's find a way to collaborate. I think you and I, like you know, as we get this, keep this relationship going, we'll find a ways find ways to to work together. Now, I, I want to talk about the one thing as we wrap this up. You're at a hundred thousand listens. Yes, and and you're getting to, your goal is a million. Yes, a million yes, listens. Sir. When when let's talk about when you're going to achieve that and what who you have to become in the process of of realizing that goal. Bro, I have no idea when I'm going to achieve that, but who I have to become is consistent. Is is a better interviewer? Is a better promoter of my? I actually think I'm pretty good as an interviewer and. I think I've honed that skill. What I need to get better at is making sure people see that interview and making sure that I can create the viral moments from my interviews to, yeah. to get that into a wider audience. So what do, who do I need to become? I need to become a better communicator of short-form video content, and that is where our paths may be aligned and, yes. and collaborate because <laughs> you are incredible at that. So. I need to become better at that in order to get to a million listens. If I have a few viral TikTok videos, all of a sudden, it's like you got a bunch of new people coming into the ecosystem, and I think that will happen. And I'm so grateful that it's happened to me in this order because if I had got that viral TikTok video on day one, maybe I wouldn't have been a great interviewer and couldn't have devoted the time necessary to get better at that craft. And so I'm just so grateful for how life is unfolding for me personally because I know the next step and I know what I need to do to get to the place I want to go. That that person that was thinking about having a podcast, I think you I think you articulated that beautifully where you focused initially on the reps. You said, I want to get good at getting the guests. I want to get good at the interviews. I want to get good at the process instead of thinking about scaling it. 
now once you have the reps down you have the process now you're saying i'm gonna scale this baby now i'm gonna add uh you know i'm, I'm gonna boost these certain areas to get this seen by more people so i think that's a great place to start i think anyone that is interested in starting a podcast you need to go check out danny's work and study what it is that he's doing study his delivery his questions his presence because he's uh he's he's incredible at what he's doing and he's someone that you should be betting on and and learning more from danny where can they go follow you thank you for the kind words my friend thank you for giving me this platform it's it's been an absolute honor you can follow me at hey danny miranda on twitter instagram tiktok and you can check out the video versions of my podcast at youtube.com slash Danny Miranda. I'm so grateful to be here. The energy, the ideas, the wisdom. I will look back at this conversation so, so fondly. And I'm sure in 10 years, we will as well. Thank you for giving me this opportunity, man. It means the world. And we might even sell it as an NFT. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh,